You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Drive, he said, by Jennifer Oksana on WordPress. The story was recorded without expressed consent from the writer and can be removed upon author's request. To the end of the world, to the back of beyond, beyond the edge of reality, where am I going and why doesn't the radio work? Drive, he said, the last words I heard out of his mouth. I'm driving, but there is nowhere left to go. Each gas station I stop at is empty, and I leave a payment at the pump, but no attendant will ever pick it up, and I've taken to stealing the leftover Snickers and Ho-Hos and Diet Cokes because no one else will ever eat them. I'm driving. See America from a bug-splattered windshield, because, baby, there isn't any better way to see it. The windows on Mulder's black Cadillac rolled down to let the breeze in, and the windshield stained and splattered with yellow and white. I wonder why bugs have yellow blood. And then I realize it's okay. Because would I want my view of America ruined by little crimson flecks, like tears of blood? And I decide, that's okay. No. I have driven so far, so fast. But I cry at how beautiful the land of the free is the amber waves of grain, and the purple mountain's majesty, and all that fucking nonsense. It was good while it lasted. I try not to think what's going on in the clapboard farmhouses, and pre-manufactured suburban homes, and beautiful city brownstones. I try not to think of home, or of Mulder. Drive, he said. Those were his last words to me. It was, I love you, and I'm sorry, and I love you, I don't want to go. And I wish I'd dared to love you during life. And I wish things hadn't worked out this way, Scully. He told me to drive. And I'm driving. The fucking radio fucking hasn't worked for eternity. And I wish I could hear one more inane DJ chattering on about the commute, or the good time oldies, or the news today. But I don't want to hear the news. The news is all bad. Where am I? What dying corner of this dying world have I stumbled upon? I could be anywhere, driving the ribbons of highway that crisscross America like veins. I swore to myself I'd make it to the coast. I look for a road sign. Route 101 South. Holy shit, I'm going home. San Diego, California, where my brother and my sister-in-law and my nephew and my daughter are all dead. We can't forget my daughter's buried there, but I doubt Bill and Tara and Matthew were so lucky. I should be grieving for them, for my family, for my country, for my world. But my mind is full of one face, and my ears are full of one word. Drive. The weeds are growing along the side of the road. They're not affected. Why would they be? They're flourishing like the green bay tree, like the wicked. But the wicked weren't so lucky. I saw my enemies die before my eyes, but the vengeance of God was not my own solace. Mulder. I barely dare whisper or think the word. Mulder. Without him along, it doesn't matter if I'm here or there. It doesn't matter if it's high noon or the witching hour. I'm alone. And the fucking radio doesn't fucking work. I'm tired, and my head throbs to the base of my heart. I pull to the side of the road, and my eyes are too sore and dry to shed tears. I sob nonetheless. 
dry sobs that tear the silent air. Immunity is a poor gift when everyone else dies. Why it happened, I'll never know. But it happened. A plague. The plague. The end of the world. The dying were dead before they had time to turn around twice. An ugly death, too. Blood and blood and boils and blisters, as if all the plagues of Egypt were concentrated into one illness. Fast-moving, universally deadly, excruciatingly painful. Death has a field day. If there were anyone left to write for, I'd call my account of it that. A grasshopper jumps to the windshield. Without the car moving at 70 miles an hour, it remains a grasshopper instead of becoming a dirty yellow smudge. We regard each other, strangers in the emptiness. Summer is slowly ending, and the air is too thick and hot and still. Welcome to Earth, I tell the little alien on my glass. Then I send him flying with one flick of the windshield wipers. Mulder had no immunity. Therefore, he had no chance. But I wanted to believe in the impossible that time. I kept us sewed up tight in my apartment. I got the food. I made the food. I kept the world away. Mulder. I whisper to myself. The word makes me dizzy. Where am I? Who am I? I turn the car off and step out onto the side of the road. I look down and try to survey myself from the feet up. Black Doc Martin boots laced up to mid-calf. Bare legs that haven't been washed or shaved in weeks. Legs that were ivory pale, but now seem to have the faintest tan sheen. Tiny denim shorts, the sort they'd call Daisy Dukes. It's too hot for anything else. Pale stomach, the tiny rings silver and dusty with grit and sweat. T-shirt tied underneath my breasts. Sleeves rolled up so that my pale arms show. Big black sunglasses that hide my bloodshot and weary eyes. Hair a frizz and a muck. My name is Dana Scully. I try to think of that, but all I can see is Mulder. Our luck ran out. Our love and our knowledge and everything else were useless when the tool of gentleman death decided to work its magic on Mulder slowly. Inside out. My sick rose. Beautiful to look upon even to the last. Even when worms were eating their way out. Death. Death between us. In those last stolen and dreadful moments. In our embrace, in our kisses. Like a fever that ran through us both. The hidden wellspring of hot and intended words, gestures, and love seared us both. And when it was all over... He would die, and I would be left alone. Hot. It's so damn hot. I can't stand out here or I'll be very uncomfortable. All the old cliches certainly sound hollow when you've actually reached the end of the world. The fat lady singing, and you're a walking dead woman. I get back into the car and contemplate the myriad stains on my windshield and dashboard, and then I start up the Cadillac again. Down the road we go, not merrily, but on a mission. But I don't know where I'm going, or who'll be waiting for me when I get there. Because there's no one, not a soul left to wait for me. Mulder died. This, to me, was unthinkable.
he was like one of the great heroes. He couldn't die, not Mulder, not the great Don Quixote of the post-everything world. I was willing to be Sancho Panza and Dulcinea, and only second Dulcinea to Samantha after all, if he would only fight valiantly against windmills forever. Route 101 south at the end of the world, where there will be no more windmills, or all the windmills, depending on your view of things. It's so fucking hot. I think it's getting to me. Laughter. Weeks on the road with barely any sleep or food. The end of the world. The death of the man you adore. And it's the heat getting to me. I'm looking for towns with any sign of life. I don't care if it's a community of intelligent gophers. I can't be alone anymore. I can't drive into any more gas stations with no clerk. I can't pass one more empty playground or grass-tangled skeleton. Mulder, you've come back from the dead so many times. Pull off this miracle one more time. That last night. Fever. He died of a fever, and nobody could save him. And that's how I lost him. Sweet Mulder Malone. I held his hand to the very last, listening to the sounds of encroaching anarchy and chaos. Elliot was wrong. It ends with a bang, not a whimper. Scully, he said when he could finally speak. He stared at the ceiling, glowing with sweat. I'm here. Go. I won't leave you. No. You can't make me go, I told him vehemently. Scully. Drive he said. Those were the last words I ever heard from him. I'm driving. I'm driving down the last highway to the end of the world, and it's August, and I'm looking for a dead man, and I'm dying of heat stroke, and I'm thirsty and hot and sleepy and sick, and damned if I'm not out of gas. Thank God. The next exit is only three-fourths of a mile away. I pull off and turn right. I see it, another abandoned gas station. But there is something different as I get out and take the gas. Something in the air is different, and that's when I see it. The bar, ghost riders, a thousand motorcycles outside, and music pumping from it like manna from heaven. Ghost riders, I can't believe my luck. I've driven to the end of the world, and I found it. Hypnotized, I finish pumping gas. Mechanically, I screw on the cap, and then I walk from Mulder's black caddy to the bar. I saunter in, the air thick with smoke and music and life. The biker bar at the end of the world. They've all been waiting for me, I realize, as the next song comes up on the jukebox. It's the platters. It's twilight time. The sea of people look at me expectantly, and then they part, and there he is. You did it again, I say in my best, slightly pissed-off voice. I've been waiting. It's time to go, he replies. Where are we going? I think you already know, he answers, almost smug. But I do know. Are you ready? No, I reply nonchalantly. But I think that's the point. He nods. I realize I know the crowd already. 
I smile at my father as we start moving to leave. He smiles back and salutes. Have you all been waiting? Some longer than others, he replies, handing me a helmet. Let's go. Route 101 to the end of the world, to the back of beyond, beyond the sea, beyond the shore, beyond the stars. Where am I going? And why doesn't the radio work? If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.